Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Such a Lady, and I'm your host, Siobhan. If you are new tuning in, welcome to your new toxic family. If you are a Sal tuning back in, listen, hey fam, I miss y'all, couldn't wait to get back to (laughs) y'all. First of all, let me calm down, okay? I'm calm, okay. Um, (laughs) This week, Such a Lady is... Brandy Mims, also known as Miss Perfectly Made 30. Hey, girl. Hey, thank you for being this week such a lady. And thank you for all of your support. Thank you for tuning in because you don't got to, but I appreciate it. Um, this week's such a lady business is Drina Dream Creations. Um, she makes some wonderful made with love tumblers, pens, and more. Y'all definitely check her out. You won't be disappointed. As always, I'm going to upload some of her pictures on our social media site. So definitely check her out. Um, you, again, you won't be disappointed. So thank you to both ladies for being our Such a Lady of the Week. I hope you all had a great, great weekend. Um, Shout out to our soul sister. She has a birthday this week. Um, Happy birthday. Another year around the sun. Um, Hey, if y'all want some birthday shout outs, DM me. Because listen, if y'all know me, birthdays are huge. They absolutely are. Because listen, the world absolutely changed when you were born. It did. Like it was never, ever the same. It will never, ever be the same. You are a freaking big deal. So, if y'all want a shout out for your birthday, let me know. We look, listen, we love to see it. We love to see it. Now, let's get into this week's toxic love story because, y'all, it's a mess. It really, really is. <laughs> um, I don't know. Okay, I'm just being honest with y'all. Are y'all struggling with that? Like, because. <laughs> I'm not trying to put y'all in my business, but I have tried everything. Like I have like the little net things. I did the stuff to put in the sink, no trash in the house. Like, oh my gosh, they are everywhere. Like I just, I, I can't die. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. So sorry, squirrel. Okay. Let me get back into the story. Okay. So Carrie Murphy was born into a loving family. Her parents um, were both hard workers. She had an older brother who doted on her and she on him. It was the perfect family. Well, kind of. Um, because Carrie felt like her brother was the star of her mother's eye. And Carrie, well, Carrie was still trying to find her way. Each week, it seemed like Carrie's appearance would change because she didn't know who she was and she was still trying to find out. It also didn't help that over the years, Carrie began gaining weight. And because of this, in her mind, she felt like because she didn't look like the other girls, that she wouldn't be accepted by the other girls and especially, you know, the other guys. So Carrie's mind was all over the place. Carrie was surprised when she was in high school, a young man named Zane, Zane, 
y'all know me and these names. I think Azeem was interested in her. But y'all know how we are. Listen, we will scream all day about how lonely we are. And then when a good guy tries to talk to us, we are like, (laughs) but not you. I'm lonely and I'm sad, but not you. (laughs) Don't listen. Don't y'all try to act like it's just me. Uh, We definitely are the drama. We absolutely are. Uh, Ty gonna tell me that I need to learn to grow to love somebody because apparently my ticker's off. I said, what do that mean? She said, you just need to meet somebody and be their friend and learn to grow to love them. She said, because when you like them, it never turns out good. And so um, I definitely think we are the drama. We are. So after Carrie tells Zine that she doesn't see him the same way that he sees her, she meets Rebecca or Bunny as others call her. Now, Bunny was a senior in high school, and she was three years, three to four years older than Carrie, but she was popular and had friends. Carrie thought that Bunny was like the it girl. She did. She thought she was cute. She thought that, you know, she was popular, and the fact that Bunny tried to be friends with Carrie like was a big deal for her she was like oh why is this girl trying to be my friend you know what I mean she could be friends with anybody but she's choosing to be friends with me so Carrie was pretty hyped up about that and the two started bouncing around town together (laughs) get it bouncing okay never mind okay Carrie started having feelings for Bunny but she would never tell her how she felt because Bunny was cool and popular and she was just thankful that Bunny thought she was, you know, cool enough to be seen with outside. You know what I mean? What Carrie didn't know was that Bunny was feeling her as well. But Bunny was quick to hop on the opportunity to tell Carrie how she felt about her. And Carrie was elated because before the feelings were not reciprocated with Zine. But now she met the one with whom her soul, her soul longs, you know? <laughs> okay, I'm being extra. But she didn't win and found herself a boo, y'all. And, and we love to see it, okay? Now, this is Carrie's first relationship. And she fell, and she fell hard. Family members would say that Carrie was consumed with Bunny. Yeah, like consume. I said it. I used the word. Carrie's older brother would use the word infatuated to describe how Carrie felt about Bunny. The feelings were not at all one-sided, though. So it wasn't like, you know, Carrie's over here just feeling her. No, Bunny's over here feeling her, too. Um, Bunny was just as obsessed with Carrie as she was. Carrie thought that her family might have an issue with her having a relationship with another female but surprisingly her mother and father were happy that she found someone but once they saw how Carrie's behavior began to change this began to worry them um although Carrie felt like her brother was her mother's favorite that was just the way that Carrie felt in her mind Carrie's mother absolutely loved her, and she wanted the best for her. She did. But, you know, when you're growing up, when you, your mama's trying to tell you, you know, hey, look, I know that you can't see it, but I can see it. 
you think the world's finna end. You know, you think you know more than your parents. You think that they hate you and you don't understand why they won't let you be great. And I understand it. I was there. Um, So I could see where Carrie was coming from, but her mom was really just looking out for her. Now, once Marianne Murphy saw what this relationship was doing to her daughter, she wanted more for her daughter. She would express this to her. She would say, hey, look, this relationship is taking over your life. It's taking over, you know, it's consuming you. But of course, Carrie knew more than her mother and her mom just wanted to ruin her life. (laughs) Mary Ann found some um, messages. And then also Mary Ann's husband had come home and found Mary Ann and Bunny by themselves when they should not have been. And Mary Ann was like, no, that's not okay. So she told, you know, Carrie, you're grounded. That's enough. Enough is enough. And you need to stop talking to her. So Carrie's hurt. She's in distraught. But while she's grounded, she, um, Marianne finds some text messages. Well, these text messages were inappropriate text messages because she didn't took the phone. So now that she didn't took the phone after she didn't ground her, she can see, you know, what her daughter been doing and she's pissed. So she goes to the police because, of course, Bunny's older. Carrie's younger. So she's like, what can I do? And the police were like, you can take out a restraining order. And so Marianne's like, say less. So she does this and this gets Bunny pissed. She's like, what the heck? But her mama kept telling y'all. It's like y'all didn't believe fat meat was greasy. So now she finna show y'all. Well, they're mad. And Carrie is like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to live. I can't eat. Nobody talked to me. Um, And she's just like, what are my options? Well, y'all remember the guy that used to like Carrie. You remember? All right. So she reaches out to him, right? She's like, I have to take matters into my own hands. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to reach out to um, Zine and I'm going to see what he can do for me. But during the meantime, how is she going to reach out to him? Well, Bunny had gotten Carrie a cell phone so that they could talk without Carrie's mom all in their business. And Carrie was using her boner, her burner phone to message Zine. And he's, she's telling him, hey, listen, my mom is not letting me see Bunny and I need you to help me. And Zine says, listen, I'm on my way. But his help would forever change the course of the, Mur- the Murphy's life. Forever. <clears throat> the next call that Carrie would make would be from her neighbor's house to the police. Carrie would tell the police that two people came and kicked in the door. And after that, she heard her mother screaming. And that's when she ran out of the house. When the police arrived and they went into the house, they found Mary Ann, who had been stabbed over 70 times. Y'all talk about overkill. Oh, my goodness. 
the police bring Carrie down to the police station and they start questioning her because she was the only one who was at the house at the time that this happened. The problem with that is that Carrie's story just kept changing. So the police ask her to take a polygraph test and Carrie agrees to the test. And I'm wondering, did she agree because she was telling the truth or did she agree because do you say, no, I'm not going to take a polygraph test because um, if I say no, it's going to look guilty because they're not admissible in court. Now, of course, they do use them to decide if they, you know, want to continue to look after you. But there are plenty of times when innocent people have been put through the ringer because of a polygraph test. If I'm being 100% honest, I wouldn't take one. I wouldn't. Even if I was guilty. Y'all not finna try to trip me up. Y'all gonna get, y'all gonna work for y'all's paycheck. That's exactly what y'all gonna do. If y'all think I'm guilty, y'all better put it on the line. Y'all better put it on the line, but I'm not taking a polygraph test. So I was just curious if she took it because she felt obligated to, because this was her mom or, you know, she really was innocent. I'm not taking a polygraph test, but I wonder, would y'all take one? That's going to be a question. So y'all, let's, let's, uh, y'all know where we're going to meet at. All right. And I'm going to post that on the poll. So I did the question to answer. So listen, if you or your loved one were ever hurt, would you take a polygraph test? Let me know. So, okay. So, um, not sure why, but Carrie, they asked her, um, if she knew who killed her mother or if she had killed her mother and she failed the test. Well, after this happens, Carrie decided to come clean and she tells the police about Z. Carrie says that she told him she needed help. And he was just supposed to come scare her mother, but then things got out of hand and her mother ended up being killed. The police decide that, listen, okay, well, let's go ahead and bring Zine in and hear what he has to say. So he comes in and he tells police the same story that he was helping his friend out, but he didn't kick the door in. (laughs) No, he didn't. He tells them that, you know, Carrie let him in. The more the police talked to Zane and the more that they questioned him, the more that they thought that Zane didn't kill Marianne. But they had to have more than just a thought or a hunch. One of the things that made the police not think that he was the killer is because some of the details about the murder that Zine were giving and some of the details that he should have known, he just really was loud and wrong about. Um, For example, he said that he came into the house and went upstairs. Carrie's house was a one-story house. So where were the stairs at? Right. Um, Zine also told police that um, he had went in and done some things that didn't match up with what they said. Well, when the police told Zine's mother that they were, you know, questioning him and he had confessed to this murder, his mother tells the police that, no, 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 pump the brakes because this couldn't, no, he couldn't have killed Marianne. 
And the police are like, why? And she's like, because he was at home playing video games with the family. And this is the kind of mama that I would be because she didn't came up with a picture, okay? Showing him at home at the time of the murder. Like, so y'all lying. He couldn't have been killing folks because he was at home and here's the proof. The police also thought that Zane Zine might not have been the one to have committed this murder because they didn't think that he was... He would, they didn't think that he had the IQ for someone who could do this. Hence why he confessed to this murder of someone that he didn't kill. But why would Carrie lie on this young man who had been nothing but nice to her? Like he was the first person to show her love. You know what I mean? And in return, she like was ready to throw him under the bus, run him over, back it up put it in reverse, run him over again. Like, why would you do him like that? Um, the police were determined to find out. So they go back to Carrie and again, her story changes. But while police are interviewing Carrie, they come across the bunny phone. Y'all remember the phone that bunny gave Carrie. The police did mess around and found out about bunny's phone and the fact that she didn't gave it to her and they get a subpoena to check the records and they hit pay dirt the search history on that phone has like how to kill someone fast how to murder someone quickly like it's just crazy so that they are like what what were these girls thinking so the police bring bunny in and of course she starts giving them the hop around i mean <laughs> listen this is too easy y'all she starts giving them the run around but then she decides that she's gonna go ahead and tell the truth bunny says that she didn't kill mary ann but carrie did kill her she said carrie killed her mother and once she killed her she called bunny to come help bunny wanting to help the love of her life rushed over and that is the extent and the role that she played she didn't kill mary ann she was mad about you know everything that was going on but she didn't kill her she just came to help in the aftermath well both girls were arrested and charged and for the life of me i will never understand why people don't think that jails record phone calls i don't think i don't understand they do if y'all didn't ever believe that they did they do and all of them okay once you go to jail they are listening of course carrie and bunny either didn't know or didn't care because they started talking bunny tells carrie i'm so glad you didn't have to see you know, what happened. I'm so glad that, you know, I was able to spare you like she was protecting her. Um, and I think in a way, Bunny felt like she was protecting Carrie. Um, but Carrie had something in store for Bunny because she says, I did see it. Carrie claims that she came out of her room and she watched. And what's sad to me is that I'm a pretty calm person. But mess around with Tony Rose and you was going to find out. 
Like, no games were played behind that one. Not one. So, to see someone stabbing my mother, (laughs) y'all, you might as well take me to jail because I'm going. I absolutely am. Lock me up. Throw away the key. We can do the trial. But it's it's going down. If you are hurting my mama, I'm not going to be able to just stand there and watch. But Carrie just stood there and watched while Bunny stabbed her mother, the lady who gave birth to her, the lady who sacrificed for her. And if she was anything like most mothers, she went without so that Carrie could have. And how did she get repaid? Right. 70 times she got repaid for all the good things she did for her daughter. All she wanted to do was protect her. You know what I mean? But Carrie stood and watched her mother be stabbed over 70 times. And not once did she try to stop it. Not one time. The police said that the blood looked like it had clotted up. So that means that she didn't call 911 right away. She didn't run over to the neighbor's house right away. She didn't use the bunny phone to call to get help for her mother. She didn't do any of that. She sat around. And what they did, who knows? I know that they did try to, you know, ransack the house to make it look like something happened. But other than that, I don't know, did did they, was they sitting around talking? Were they, were they kissing, hugging? Like, you just stabbed this girl's mama 70 times. I don't, I, I can't even wrap my mind around it, y'all. And so then after that, you leave. I guess y'all kiss, y'all hug, and then she has to give Bunny time to get back home. And then she runs to the neighbor's house, and she puts on the performance of her life. And I'm just like, this girl was all of what, 15, 16 at the time? I, I, I don't know. I was... Like, my mom used to piss me off, but she ain't never pissed me off to the point where I wanted to kill her. I saw something online the other day and it was a lady she had a picture of her face on a pillow and she said when her kids get mad like they be biting a pillow and like punching a pillow and to me that's a little scary like (laughs) first of all don't put my face on a pillow do not like let's not do that and second of all why are you biting me like it's given that you want to hurt me and I don't like that like, it's given that if you get the chance, you going to escalate that. Like, biting, turn into punching, turn into I might die. And I don't know. Let's just not even play around with that, okay? Don't even get the pillow, y'all. Don't get if somebody <laughs> If somebody give you a pillow with your face on it, if your kids give you a pillow with your face on it, get them kids away. <laughs> give them kids away because you are not safe at your own home. But Carrie, Carrie and Rebecca decided that they didn't want to go to trial. Rebecca's bunny, y'all. So they decided that they weren't going to go to trial. And so they agreed to take a deal. And Rebecca agreed to 60 years and Carrie agreed to 30 years. Can y'all imagine that these babies, they just gave up their lives? And for what? Like, they didn't even know each other that long. These stories kill me because they don't even know the victims that long. 
you know what I mean? They don't even know the, the, the people that they kill for that long. These girls probably knew each other a couple of months max. And now they are going to spend 60 and 30 years in jail. The prime of their life is gone. Like, you know, the, the, the kids, the, and I'm not saying that they couldn't have it when they get out, but I'm saying, you know, it, it's going to be delayed and I'm not saying they're not going to make changes while they're in there and, you know, and be used while they're in there. But the decisions that they made will forever change their lives and the lives of their family members and people around them. It's just not about you. And I think sometimes we get in our heads that when we make decisions that it just affects us, but it doesn't. Like if I decide today, I just want to walk away from everything. It's going to not just affect me. It's going to affect my daughter, my grandson, my job, because they listen, they expect me to work there, y'all. They do. They <laughs> they expect me to do some work. I don't know why every day, I, every day I go to work, I'd be so surprised by badge work. I do. I'd be like, I'm, I must have did something yesterday that's going to make these folks not let this badge work. And every day I'd be so surprised that it worked. And then they give me more stuff to do. I'd be like, so not only is the badge badging, but the work is working. Y'all, so li- listen. Um, so if I were to just walk away, then all of that would be affected. It would, it's a cause and effect. It is. And I think that sometimes we just look at the right now, like with Carrie and Bunny, they didn't even look at the, what they were going to do afterwards. And you want to know why the police think that this happened? Here's why. Put your seatbelts on guys, because <laughs> this is going to be a doozy. The reason why they said that they believed that Mary Ann had to die is because she found that burner phone. And in that burner phone were pictures that had naked, you know, like sexting that the girls had been sending back and forth to each other. And if Mary Ann had found out, then Carrie could, I mean, Bunny could get in big trouble because she was overage and Carrie was a minor so they were like okay well how do you kill somebody quickly so that just goes to show you where their mind was at they weren't like okay well you know this is something we could get past nobody has to die no they were like okay so she's gonna find out and so we're gonna kill my mom my mom is finna die oh goodness And so you can't ever get it back. You could want it back for the rest of your life, but she can't ever, ever get it back. And then to be able to come to that level of peace with yourself, to be able to say, well, you know what? I did kill my mom and I forgive myself. And, you know, I I don't know if, if she could ever do that. I did try to look up and see, you know, if if she ever apologized or if she ever felt any remorse or anything like that. And I couldn't find it, but if y'all do tag me in it. Um, but I, I just, I just feel bad for Marianne. I feel bad for, um, her son. I feel bad for her husband. I really feel bad for Carrie. I feel bad because she didn't realize that that was just right now. You know, a lot of times with our emotions, we don't realize that they are just right now. They change. Our emotions changed like over the weekend because yesterday was the anniversary anniversary of my dad passing away. 
And then just that on top of my mom and everything else. And then I realized that for the last three years, I've lost someone, my dad, then my brother, then my mom. And um, it it just kind of took a toll on me. And I was kind of just ready to just not check out, but, you know, just lay in the bed and be like, you know what, I just... I don't want to do it no more. And I wondered why last week I was feeling so down. I didn't feel like doing anything. But the mind remembers stuff that we don't even remember. It was because it was coming up on the anniversary. And I I knew that my body didn't want to do anything. And my mind didn't want to do anything. But I knew that that emotion was going to, you know, those emotions were going to fade. You know what I mean? I'm I, I'm always going to miss my parents. I'm always going to miss my brother, but I'm not always going to feel that way. I'm not always going to feel like tomorrow's not going to come. I'm not always going to feel like this is it. I'm not always going to cry the day away. Um, But when you're young, sometimes you don't know that you haven't had enough life experiences to realize that, you know what? Hey, this too shall pass. And that's so sad when the outcome is that you're in jail for the next 60 to 30 years and that emotion has passed but the actions behind it have you sitting behind somebody's jail cell well you know what our prayers are with the family of mary ann may she rest in heaven um if you are in a toxic relationship and we're looking for a sign to get out This is it. You've been praying for confirmation. This is it. (laughs) Don't pray no more. Don't look no more. This is it. You go ahead and be great on purpose. You got to choose you. Can't nobody do it for you. Can't nobody want it more for you. But this is it. Today, choose you. And if you are the drama and you know that you are toxic and you know that you need to walk away, be the bigger person. Say, you know what? I need to get me together because the way that I act when I'm with you is going to have me behind somebody's jail. And I love me too much to do that. So today I'm just asking you to choose you. Um, And if you need help doing that, you can always reach out to us here as such a lady. We'll be more than happy to get you the resources that you need so you can be great on purpose. But if you don't want us in your business, then you can always reach out to the National Domestic Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. Whatever you do, I just pray that you choose you. You guys, listen, have a great day. Don't forget to be great on purpose. If your morning or your day didn't start out the way that you wanted it to, it's okay. Don't let a a bad moment turn into a bad day. Thank you all for tuning in and listening to our Toxic Love Story of the Week. Meet us back here, same time, same toxic place. And until then, if you want to chat, meet us on our social networks, Such a Lady 30 on Instagram. My Facebook fans, I'm going to get better. I didn't know how to check my notifications on there, but my daughter showed me. So listen, if you on Facebook, meet me over there. I'm, I'm going to meet you over there too, okay? Um, but wh- whatever, meet me somewhere. Y'all, I love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in and thank you for being you.